Here we go, episode 51, back to normal-ish. No more ranking lists, no more arguing about games from last year. That's in the past, okay? We've already decided the best games, the definitive list that no one can argue with. And uh, so, yeah, don't worry about that. We're now going to talk about current games, current news. I'm excited to get back to it. My name's Tim. I'm here with Dan and Derek. Thank you again to Jeff and Kyle for joining us for the last, like, month to do all those episodes. You guys are awesome, but... Uh. How are you two doing? Well, Derek looks like a little baby, just all wrapped up. So what's what's the word? Uh, swaddled or swit? Yes. Right? Swaddled, yeah. He looks Derek like a swaddled is. little baby. Yeah. He is clothed. I, I did ask him. I mean, he could be lying, but... <laughs> I'm not lying. I got my go blue. Well, that doesn't mean there's no bottoms. That's so. true. He could be wearing <laughs> no bottoms. <laughs> That's been an issue I, in the past. So. I still remember to this day when there was uh, an... Air Force recruiter came to our door and one of our twins answered the door wearing just a t-shirt. That was it. That's all I had. (laughs) And this guy in full uniform was like, oh, um, is your mom home, buddy? (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, Something else. All right, well, let's talk about some recent news. I'm sure there's a lot of headlines that I'm missing. We've tried to cover them throughout our Game of the Year chats. We tried to squeeze in some headlines here and there, so we don't have to talk about everything. I think we covered some of the big stuff, like the announcement of Resident Evil. We talked about that. But the good news is that game comes out relatively soon, so we'll be able to take a deep dive on that game when it does come out. Um, but there was something I wanted to call out before we get into the Nintendo Direct response, and that was the Mortal Kombat movie trailer was released. Yes! And yeah. I saw some comment like, hey, this looks good for a low-budget movie. So then I was really curious. Like, well, oh, I better check this out. So I think I that was Kyle, so I watched the trailer, and I mean, it's Warner Brothers, it's New Line Cinema. I'm like, how this doesn't look like it has a low budget. It just looks like it's a different style. But maybe it just I looks like it has an Avengers budget. But I mean, you know, what? How many movies do? <laughs> okay, yeah, I was gonna say that's. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Kyle's like, you know, scale is here. Yeah. Or, you know, I imagine no, they were able I to spend is, a good amount. I do think it is low budget comparatively to to other New Line and WB movies. That could be true. Regardless, I watched it as a non-Mortal Kombat mega fan. Like, I think the games are fine. There's not my thing. But I did think that the trailer was entertaining. This looks like it's going to be a completely bloody, gory, entertaining mess. Just like the original one was, but now it looks modernized. And hopefully the effects for, the special effects for uh, Goro will be much better this time, it looked like. In that little shot we saw of him. Dude, Goro back in the 90s looked fantastic. I don't know what he Well, okay, you're right. Back in the 90s. He did, but if you rewatch that movie now, it's like, oh my word, this looks... That nut shot is just visceral, <laughs> it's real, it's, you know. <laughs> but what did you guys think? You guys are bigger Mortal Kombat fans, especially you, Derek. Well, let's start with you. What did you think about the trailer, or did you watch the trailer? I did watch it. I actually watched it, like, two or three times, and then watched, like, two or three reviews of the trailer. Yeah. So, uh, overall, I liked it. Um... I do see the low budget. I'm not saying, like, the special effects or anything are terrible. But you can just tell by, like, some of the cast decisions. They didn't go, like, high profile. There's some there's some guys you recognize. But for the most part, 
it's a lot of no names yeah. or people that you've seen maybe in a show before, but not actually like movie stars or whatever. So clearly it is lower budget, but I I think what I liked is what did we have two Mortal Kombat films before? The first one was decent. Like it was a decent for especially for a uh video game movie. Oh, yeah. They did yeah. really well, especially it was fun. Back- that was a fun movie. The and second the special one, they, special effects aside, it's still a fun movie. Second one I I don't know if I've watched it after watching it in the theaters. It was bad. It was bad. That's all I remember, is, and I enjoyed it just because I'm a fan. Like pretty much, right. this could be the worst movie, and I'll probably still like it. But um, anyways, I, the point I was trying to make is the first two movies were very PG-13, very clean, and that was always even me when I was younger. I was like, this isn't Mortal Kombat. And also, part of me goes, well, how do you do fatalities in a movie? Because yes, now they have the licensing and the ability to do fatalities and and have all the gore and stuff which they did like a little quick you know quick fatality little reel at the end but if you notice if you if you look i don't think any of those fatalities are being done to any of the the actual mortal Kombat guys so that was always my thing is how do you do fatalities because in a video game you just reload and that character's back in a movie if you were to do an actual fatality like scorpion fatality sub-zero Sub-Zero can't come back. So right. that was my that was my thing that it makes it difficult making this game and one of the main things and putting it in the movie but doing it in a way where it still feels like it's part of the game. So I'm interested in how they're going to do it. Obviously, my thought is they're going to fatality a lot of, like, no-names. Yeah. Hence, maybe the main dude who's not really a Mortal Kombat character he's not in any of the games the main guy now the new guy he might get fatality I, you know they might be trying to set it up no, like, I think so. he's, the, he's gonna be our baby face hero who makes it to the end i think yeah and then he gets fatality <laughs> I, I do think i, do I think, think it's i think there's there's some theories going around and i think it's actually the complete opposite of that um so like obviously this looks like cheesy, not '90s cheesy, but there's still a little bit of cheese, just a little bit. Oh of cheese. yeah, but it's still I mean, yeah, way but, better than. Yeah, oh no, for sure. Um, but so like, and and I kind of like, I don't know if it's just me looking into the trailer too much, and I love Mortal Kombat, so like, I was like, ooh, fun theories. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking so in the trailer, real quick, if you've seen the trailer, uh, when he's looking in the mirror, and then real fast, like it flashes, it's clearly Scorpion, the Scorpion yeah. that's in this movie. It's it's real fast. And then immediately the next scene that it shifts to is, like, the actual guy, like, Scorpion, just not with the costume, like, prior to then donning the... Yeah, I noticed that, too. And I love that actor, too, by the way. Yeah, in his village, like, fighting off some dudes. So I think, in some way, shape, or form, Cole is connected to Scorpion. Um, Whether it's he's a, like, his grandson or connected to someone in that clan... Um, and I think he's going to be the future Scorpion, like new Scorpion. He could be, well... Yeah, it could be a thing where they say, oh, there's a mantle called Scorpion, and you he pick could like, be, Black Panther. I will say this. One of the things I watched was IGN allowed the director to, like, go over the trailer. So oh, he, okay. he was watching the trailer and then explaining it. And one of the things I noticed and picked up on that he kept saying was, 
when he would talk about Sub Zero, he's like, "This is the this is the the bad Sub Zero." Well, right, because so, there's multiple Sub Zeros. So there's going to be multiple Sub Zeros. So that could be another thing. Maybe they flash Scorpion after they showed him because maybe he's going to be the the good Sub Zero. You never know what they're going to do. Could um, it be like a multi-dimension thing, which allows for fatalities on all the major characters because there's like multiple versions of them. Could be something like that, maybe. Spoil- and they could do that. Spoiler alert. Now they alert. would make it special. They'd make it like towards the end of the movie in an actual tournament. Hey, yeah. we can kill off this scorpion because because there's another you know, scorpion going to come or whatever. Something like well, they, they could do anything like that. If they wanted to. Well, do all that. the all the like actual Mortal Kombat lore, like in the later games when they kind of try to like flesh it out and like not have it just be like corny. Um, there is a whole thing with like, I mean, there's always been the thing with Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but like, I'm pretty, I might have it mixed up, but it's one of them like kills pretty much most of the entire clan. And then the other one wants to go after the other one and avenge. I think it's Scorpion wants to go after the bad Sub-Zero and then he dies. And that's when he becomes kind of like, um, hell, hell Scorpion where he's yeah, kinda almost looks okay. like kind of like a demon, like demon Scorpion. I uh, think that's when he then becomes like demon Scorpion. And then that's when he. I think kill Sub Zero and then Sub Zero. Spoiler alert: the first Sub Zero becomes Noob Cybot. That's who Noob Cybot is. He's actually the first Sub Zero, and then there's the second Sub Zero, which is like his brother, I think, or it is. brother because it's his brother. Yeah. So there's I think, some cool lore they could pull from yeah. for the storyline. That could be fun. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited. I thought it looked. So I thought they it looked are. Entertaining. They are from the director. They are trying to stick to the story, but they are also. Yeah, making some. For instance, they even show you in the trailer. They show Jax getting his arms ripped off. Ermac is actually the one that rips Jax's arms off, but in the yeah. trailer, Sub Zero is clearly freezing his arms, and then they. Yeah, it's not so much ripping as just shattering. <laughs> yeah, he shattered. <laughs> Pretty rough. A little Pretty bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought it looked really entertaining. I'm. To- of course, this comes out. I think this is. Is this HBO Max or is this just yeah. theaters? Yeah. It's Max. both. April sixteenth. Well, then I'll be watching it because it's on HBO Max. And that's actually a service that I've really been enjoying a lot. Um, just started that Denzel Washington movie before it goes away, The Little Things. And I'm already really intrigued. I started it last night a little too late, so I turned it off. I haven't finished it yet. But anyway, I'm, I'm digging HBO Max. So next month nice. we've got Kong and Godzilla. And then yeah. the month after that we've got Mortal Kombat. I mean, they're doing a good job keeping me hooked on that, on that platform. Um, anyway, I thought it looked like a fun movie. This will be an interesting and overly violent one. But it'd be interesting if they pull in some of the lore that you guys have both always told me about with the newer uh, Mortal Kombat games, how they've really introduced some interesting storytelling. So who knows? They, it could surprise. It could just be like a cheesy, violent, beat em up, whatever. Who cares? It's just fun. And it also could surprise us. So we'll see what happens. Um, there wasn't a ton of other news, although Dan, I saw that you added something about drift on the dual sense. Tell me about that. Yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't get specifics because that's all I jotted down. It was while I was working, and then I forgot to go back to it. But apparently, people are reporting there's controller drift, much like with the Joy Cons is happening with the dual sense. So that's not that's like, not. Good. Uh, I think there's they're taking legal action against. Yeah. Someone. Um, I saw some articles that were like, oh, this controller drift, and it's only going to get worse. And, I, and it showed like a component in the controller. So it's like, great. So they built the controller a certain way where that's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is with this generation. I don't know if that's happening or has happened with any Xbox controllers, but it, it Dude, seems... my 360 controllers have been through the ringer, and they yeah. still work pretty great. I mean, 
they've been chewed on by babies and thrown down <laughs> steps and like they had stuff spilled on them and for the most part i've got four of them that still work pretty yeah. well even though they're all dinged up and marked up and stuff they still yeah, work i really just well. think it's as we like i think sometimes gamers simplify it with like as as generations go on things should be getting better but they forget that yeah. they're adding more tech and that's getting more complex most of the time what they focus on is making it more complex making yeah. adding more tech to make the controllers better but there are certain things because they're making them more complex that makes it easier to break i'm not yeah. making an excuse for drifts at all i don't have either of you had any issues I haven't, no. but I did see somebody, I think they were in Beyond, post a video where they were literally holding the controller and not even touching the stick, and the screen's just moving like they're they're touching the stick and moving the menu. And I was like, holy crap, you got it bad. So, Yeah, I mean, it's hard to test these things, right? I mean, I would imagine they do test them, but I mean... Yeah, but it's wear and tear over time. Yeah, Plus, you know. some people are real hard on their controllers. Other people aren't. Some controllers are just faulty. Others aren't. You know, some people throw their controllers. Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of variables. <laughs> so it's true. There are certain games where I feel like I've played the game with much more intensity. Like if I'm playing Rocket League, I'm squeezing that controller real tight, and I'm like moving it like i don't know i just play it more intensely you're like moving in the direction that you kick the ball i I don't mean to my wife is always like when you play this game you're so i can't even sit on the couch with you while you play this game i'm like well my wife has said that she is um she hates watching me play rocket league it's the most stressful that like of any game that she watches me play just because like i actually do get a little like kind of like i don't tend to get all like oh what the hell but like sometimes that that game will do it yeah yeah that game will do it all right, well, let's talk about the Nintendo Direct. So Nintendo this week, I think it was on um, Tuesday, announced that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct, and they didn't say mini, they didn't say partner showcase. It was a Nintendo Direct that's going to feature Super Smash Brothers and several games coming to the Nintendo Switch in the first half of 2021, about 50 minutes or so of content is what they promised. So on Tuesday, listen... I'll be honest. Tim allowed his imagination to run wild and got super overhyped. I was like, dude, we haven't... Okay, here's why, though. We haven't heard a full-on direct from Nintendo since September of 2019. Yeah. I had to look back and see. That was the last time we got a full Nintendo direct. We They skipped all of 2020. And yep. some people were like, well, there was a pandemic. I know, but they're working on stuff. So it was just... To me, that was crazy. That was It's been that long. So I'm thinking, all right, finally... All this time has passed. We're about to get hit with some stuff. This is going to be amazing. So, to, to spoiler alert, we'll go through some of the announcements here. There's some things that I think are interesting, but overall, when that thing wrapped up, he said, this is the last game we're going to show, and then that game was revealed. I was pretty, I was just like, this is so uh, dumb. So, Tim, Turned real quick, up. how? so on a scale of 1 to 10, how mad actually were you? Like, for or, real mad? Yeah, like or, like, upset or, you know, whatever. Like uh, disappointed. <laughs> I don't know, like a five. Like, it was right. like, like, I was legitimately annoyed. I wasn't mad. It was more like, I'm really annoyed. That... I, wanna call, I want to call this episode Tim was mad at Nintendo. So if you want to get mad, please get mad. Because <laughs> well, I want I, to call um, this episode Tim is mad at Nintendo. So. I, really, I really was angry because I was just like, what have you been doing? Like, you're not a small company. You've got tons of studios. 
What have you been doing for a year and a half? You put out what you paper. Doing? You put out Paper Mario, and then upcoming we've got a Pokemon Snap, and then a bunch of Wii U ports. Like which and Wii which, ports? Which uh, Pokemon Snap is is not even Nintendo like proper. It's, Dude, it's I'm uh, I'm, no. I'm legitimately confounded as to how they're spending their time. Are they having their people do any work, or was the pandemic vacation for them? Like I'm really not sure what they're doing. Where is any kind of update on Metroid. They told us they were rebooting the Metroid efforts, like, it's been almost two years now, right? Since they told us that? Maybe a year and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bayonetta like said the same thing. I mean, they, they, they told us, like, hey, it's going to be a while again. You know, the Breath of the Wild 2. And, and he even popped up. Oh, what's his name? Sorry, blank, blank on his Ayano- name. Is it Ayanuma or Ayanuma? He, he popped it. up and was like, I know when you saw me, you thought you'd hear about the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And I'm sorry to disappoint you, <laughs> but instead, I'm going to show you this. And it's like... He bowed. He bowed. Okay. All right. So it's it's that's what frustrated me more is that Nintendo knows we want the big stuff, but instead of that, we're gonna give you honestly, and I know this is the theme because I said about something else last week too. It's just we're gonna we're gonna give you some half-assed ports and charge you sixty bucks for it. That's what I saw when I saw Skyward Sword. When they showed the trailer for Skyward Sword, I'll jump ahead a little bit here to one of the big reveals that I am at least somewhat interested in because I never played it. I was not impressed. Like I didn't think the visuals looked that great. Like to me, it still looked how I remember the Wii game looking, I'm sure that side by side it's yeah, you know higher it definition is. and it probably looks better, fine. But it still doesn't look that amazing. And the, Derek and I were talking about this. The colors seem very muted. It just looks very boring and dull. And uh, I'm sure it's fun. But then they described the controls, so you can use the Joy-Con like you did with the Wii Plus remotes back in the day. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing, right? With a little attachment on your Wii nunchuck, remember those? Yep. Um, so it's supposed to be like one-to-one ratio with your sword and shield. And now you can do that with your Joy-Con if you want to. Or we have a control style if you're using handheld mode. So I was like, okay, sweet. But then they described what that was. Did you guys see their description of yes. that? Yeah, yeah. It's you use the right stick to swing. Right. And you point it in the direction you want to swing. And immediately I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this either. <laughs> like, I, I don't think so, I'm going to enjoy that. So I really I, just wanted them to give me standard Zelda controls. Yeah, but that's the thing. I, so I never act, so this is the only Zelda game, uh, mainline Zelda game I actually never played, like Same at here. all. Same I never here. played it. So the way the game is designed, it that's not possible. They'd have to completely redo the combat, I think. Cuz um because like because it was the Wii controls like there was the whole gimmick of like, oh, here's a here's a piece of wood. So I'm slicing down and it cuts right in half. Or yeah, they I'm built the combat back. around your angle of swinging and all that right. stuff, right? So, so I so. yeah, I, I don't think you could do that by simply pressing a face button because then it's like, how do you, how does it know which direction you want to slice? Right. Whereas so. other games are more about dodging and hopping and getting to the side and attacking or parrying. Yeah, this yeah, game yeah. is all about the direction of your swing, and yeah. so I, I do understand that. Doesn't make me any less. Oh yeah, no, I know. Because <laughs> when I I, sh- I should have. If all I knew was that, hey, Skyward Sword was announced, I'd be excited just to hear that. Yeah. But as I watched it, the visuals didn't blow me away. I immediately thought, well, they shouldn't change or charge full for this, right? Because this looks like a nice coat of HD polish over the existing game. It does not look like a remake by any stretch. It's not, yeah, no. And it's 60 bucks. Of course. So, I don't know, man. That that was, to me, one of the best announcements that they had. And I, I was very. I people have a problem with them doing that, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Everybody's gonna buy it. Like it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't stop anybody. No, like, I'm not. See, that's the thing. The I'm not. Only mad at people folks that legitimately it. complain about it are people that were never gonna buy it anyways because they probably don't have a Switch or they don't like Zelda. 
But the people that like Zelda and have a Switch, even if they say something, they're still going to pay the 60 Derek, you know how I know that you're right? Is that I'm probably also going to buy it. So I'm part of the problem. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not mad at folks who will spend that money because they love Zelda so much. I'm in that same camp. I love Zelda that much. I think unless this thing comes out and just gets blasted by reviews on how bad the new control scheme is and i don't think that'll happen i think it'll still be it'll work um i'm probably gonna end up buying it so i'm i'm irritated with nintendo not with fans who love it and are willing to spend extra like i i get that part of it um but let's let's go through some of the announcements and kind of where i mean honestly it felt like it felt like uh my hope was a balloon and someone was slowly letting the air out of it throughout the entire thing and then when it got to the final game they announced, it was like that moment when you just squeeze out the last bit of air and it makes a fart noise out of the balloon. That's what it felt like. There was a ray of hope, though, and it came in the form of a triangle, Tim. It did. <laughs> well, let's, let's get to that one in a second. I did think that looked pretty cool. Um, so they did announce the new Super Smash character. That's Xenoblades, Pyra, and Mithra. It was, again, a big... Uh, I don't think red herring is the right word, but it was misleading. Bait and I'm switch. Thinking, bait and switch, thank you. Because I'm yeah. thinking, oh, they're kicking this off with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Whoa! Like that's DLC honestly where my something. that's where my mind went right away because I mm-hmm. thought the Smash character announcement would be later in the show, but turns out that was just their announcement of Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade being in Smash, which is fine. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, ugh. Um, like, look, I know people love their Smash, but that game is over two years old. It's never been my favorite, so it was already off to a little bit of a rough it. start. Yeah, <laughs> I've never cared about Smash. It was already off to a little bit of a rough start. Then they announced a couple of ports that are coming over. Fall Guys and Outer Wilds both come in this summer. Uh, then they talked about these two mystery story games, the Famicom Detective Club. These actually look like, for folks who like that genre of like mystery narrative storytelling, they could be interesting. Didn't really do anything for me. Um, but those are coming out on May 14th. Those are cool, though, because they're actually, I think the year was 1988. So they're actually, it's almost like remakes of like the actual, like Nintendo. Like these are Nintendo or Famicom in Japan, like remakes of old kind of that style of game. So that's, that's cool. cool. I mean, there's, there's some cool retro, again, if these were like, if these were window dressings on an amazing show, I would not be yeah. downing it so much. But these yeah. were some of the major announcements. Yeah. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 is coming out this summer. Probably sure. to everything, but definitely to Switch. I did think that Legend of Mana, the remastered version, looked kind of cool. It had... Everyone's trying to take little bits and pieces of the Octopath Traveler visuals where you've got really sharp, high-res, pixelated graphics. Um, but, again, I don't know if that's something I'm, buy, I'm very excited about this. I, I, so this was actually a PlayStation 1 game, um, and I never got around to playing it. Um, yeah. so I'm it looks really gonna... sharp, doesn't it? Like It looks like that, so those graphics, but up That is more or less the original art style. Obviously, it just looks sharper, but I'm pretty sure the backgrounds back then were also hand-drawn, and then the characters were pixelated. Yeah, um, it's got a cool look to it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to actually play that. Cause June's yeah. going to be a busy month for, again, nothing major from Nintendo, but a lot of relatively um, oh notable games, let's call them, that are coming out mm-hmm. in June. So that's June 24th. Monster Hunter Rise trailer showed off a bunch of new and returning monsters, a little bit of story of what's happening. Um, I'm still excited for that game, even though it's not a first-party Nintendo game. I think that's going to be one of the the highlights for me for 2021 on the Switch, unless we get a holiday surprise of some kind. Um, but that game looks great, and I'm that's glad. It's going to sell was, bananas. Yeah, it's going to it's going to do really bananas. well, and I'm excited to play it. I think I'm going to put a lot of time into Monster Hunter Rise. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush. 
So, and I wrote this note down because my first thought when I saw it was like, is this a 3DS port? Because the 3DS golf game was pretty good looking for a 3DS game, and it played well, and it was fun. I liked that game. Didn't love it, but I liked it. Um, and then as soon as I saw this, I thought, this looks just like the 3DS. Is this? I kind of like even leaned into my screen. I was like, this doesn't look that amazing. So I started really? to wonder. Yeah, I didn't think it looked. Oh, like, I thought it looked really nice. Not yeah, like it, it didn't blow my mind. Like it wasn't like Mario Odyssey. Or even Mario nice, Kart. But, yeah. Or even but, Mario Tennis, I thought looked better. And Derek might be right. Maybe for me, my first impression of a game is really especially a Mario game, maybe I am looking for hit me with the bright colors and crazy lighting, and I yeah. just didn't feel like it did that. I felt like it was a little subdued, but um, Mario Golf games are always fun, and they're reintroducing story mode, which if you played the Game Boy Advance Mario Golf, you know that that had a really awesome RPG element to it, where you're playing with Mario characters, but you also are controlling your own avatar, and you're leveling up, and cre- uh-huh. you know, you're getting more equipment, so that part got me like, okay, that might be a good summer game where you're doing some golf RPG. That could be fun. Um, yeah. can we discuss and they do have the... Joy-Con controls for that, too, if you want to swing. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were skipping over the best part of the trailer. Please please continue. Um, well, you go ahead. What, what was the best part of the trailer for you? I mean, speed it is golf. A, it looks fun, but what was that? Speed golf. Yeah. That looks hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, it like... reminded me of, like, a couch co-op party style approach to it which yeah could be fun. but it's just like there's like power-ups and like you're like literally just trying to like golf as fast as you can like you're literally <laughs> like cut you're like bashing into the uh into the other players like depending on what power-ups you have like that just looks like a fun concept on what is relatively to me a very boring sport so yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think the the folks over there who create mario sports games do a pretty good job of adding some fun party layers into to most of their sports games. So I think that'll be fun. That's June 25th. So there's another game. So Legend of Mana and uh, Mario Golf coming out in June. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands, the full series coming out on March 24th to the Switch. Uh, I'm assuming that the other Telltale games have sold well on Switch. They go on sale all the time on the eShop. The other ones that have arrived there, like the Batman game, I think. Um, And I think Walking Dead's there too, maybe. Um, Capcom arcade stadium so i downloaded this and i tried out the free ghost ghost and goblins uh arcade game that you can play you can get that one for free and this is kind of a cool idea this is just for retro gamers so if you were big into arcades back in the day and you love all the old atari and original nes stuff stuff like this is cool where you download for free like the quote-unquote cabinet and then you can pay for the games you want to install into it so you've got the arcade and you can decide which game packs you want to buy um I, I think it's kind of an interesting way to do this um i like the look I, of it i think it looks really cool it's a nice yeah, like the cabinets cabinet. like actually shifting from each cabinet like yeah it, it is cool yeah um again that's good for rpg um, uh, for uh, arcade um nostalgic folks Stubbs, the zombie and rebel without a pulse so i i had to keep looking this one up and you guys correct me if i'm wrong derek you know og xbox better than i do i yeah. thought this to me i i assumed this was a sequel and from what I've looked up, it looks like it is a sequel, not a port of that old game, right? Or am I wrong? Is this a port of that old game? Oh, I thought it was. I don't know. I don't even know what game you're talking about. <laughs> Stubbs the zombie? That's because you're half asleep. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. I didn't watch anything on that one. Oh. So I mean, see, I, I, only wa- I only watched the. Um, I only watched Zelda. I didn't watch anything else. You're right, Dan. It is. Triangle. It is. Uh, 
a 2005 Xbox game. Okay. I knew it was Xbox, but I, I didn't know if there was more than one. I thought it was just the first one, so... Okay. Well, that does help ease the visual pain that I experienced watching that trailer a little bit, sure. knowing that it's an old game being brought over. Sure. Um, it does not look good. But it comes out March 16th, so I guess if you played the Xbox one, then you know what it's supposed to look like, and that's what it looks like. Um, no More Heroes 3 looks just as wacky as ever, and it finally has a release date, and that's August 27th. People still play these games? Apparently. I it's guess. very niche, or niche, or however you want to pronounce it. I'm going to say niche. Niche? Okay. Yeah. I say, I say August, niche. August seems to be, for the Switch, that's their niche month. That's when they put out stuff like niche. Um, the Astral Chain or the Damon X Machina, and the, yeah, Damon X Machina or Mario vs. Rabbids, and now uh, No More Heroes 3. That's just kind of their experiment month, it seems I like. like um, I like the drawings that they have, like kind of just the artwork of the game, and I like the cutscenes. I think those actually look decent, but yeah. like the actual shots of gameplay that they were showing in that trailer, I was like, what is going on? Why, yeah. why does this look like this? <laughs> like, yeah, why does it look like a, an old, fun, early 90s Final Fantasy turn-based game but now it looks like an arcade game and now it looks like an action game like samurai Warriors. but i mean like everything like looked almost like choppy and pixel like it almost like it was buffering like it just looked weird like i don't know i don't know this one's not doing much for me but for folks who are excited for it it does come out on august 27th uh neon white kind of reminded me of uh ghost runner if everything was like super shooter yeah, it's a little more shootery than Ghost Runner was, right? But but, um, it's, but it's cards. It's very weird. It is very strange. There's lots of like parkour where you're running and jumping and stuff, yeah. and then you're shooting. Um, I don't know. It could be all right. We'll see. I'm gonna guess that it won't be great though. You know, the next one gave me some nostalgia for back in the day when they used to make a video game for every TV show and movie. And that was DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Reminded yeah. me of like every. PlayStation 2 and original GameCube. Xbox, GameCube, yeah, yeah, when Activision or whoever would put out some kind of generic 3D action-adventure game yeah. based on whatever movie. Um, but that's what that one looks like. That's June 4th. Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville is coming out March 19th. That's the only thing that my kids cared about because I told them some <laughs> of the stuff that's coming, and they do love the Plants vs. Zombies game uh, games. And then I made a note because I literally thought this out loud. Halfway through the show, roughly, I looked at the clock, it was like 25 minutes in, and I start. I actually wondered very purposefully, Nintendo, why do you hate me? Because we're halfway through the show, and there's nothing that I'm excited about. Sure. Why do you hate me so much? Sure. Um, but then I kind of like took a breath, and I was like, there's going to be some good stuff coming up. And boy, was I right, because next up, we had Miitopia. <laughs> Miitopia is the grand RPG adventure featuring... Me characters. And don't worry, guys. They look exactly the same as they did 12 years ago on the Wii. Derek, please settle down. You're acting too excited. All right. Calm down. Please. I didn't know it was an RPG. I might actually buy it. It's got <laughs> tons of customization. It kind of reminds me of the vibe of, like, Costume Quest, that very simplest yeah. RPG approach. Um, oh, this... I, I just hated it so much. It's coming out on May 21st, and I watched that trailer just like, this looks so this... stupid. This looks like something that needed to come out when the system launched, and it needed to be, like, 20 bucks Or free. I'm with you. Or, yeah, f- 20 at the most... Yeah, but like should be free. But no, but no, not. this is this is into this is into year four, right? This will be after their third anniversary of releasing, so it'll be in their fourth year of the system being out, and it's fifty dollars. Yep. So, 
good luck with that if you guys are excited for that. Um, excited. I'm not try hard enough to like that one. I'm sorry. I am a try hard, but not that much of a try hard. Um, Animal Crossing's uh, getting some Super Mario themed items on March 1st. Finally. Um, which looks whatever. Looks like Animal Crossing. I, I'm super into the warp pipe, though. I think that's actually really cool. Where you can, can kind put, of move around your island a bit. Yeah, you could put the warp pipe like in one corner and then the other one all the way on the other side. So I think that's kind of cool just for traversal purposes. But you know. Yeah, so that update should be available to download now and then the items should show up. Or no, the update's available next week, but then the items just start showing up as soon as you get to March. Um, Project Triangle Strategy. Yes. I mean, leave it, leave it to Square to come up with the weirdest name. I remember when they announced Project Octopath, or what was that what it was called? At first? It was Octopath Traveler, yeah. Was that what it was called? Okay. It was either it was, Project Octopath or Project Octopath Traveler, which the game ended up being called yeah. Octopath Traveler. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this could probably end up being called Triangle Strategy, but yeah. um, it's this turn-based strategy RPG. I loved the visuals on this, too. Just like um, uh, Octopath Traveler and it's Legend gotta be of the Mana. Same yeah. It's got to be the same engine. It looks really cool. It's a turn-based, grid-based strategy RPG where you, it, I'm assuming there's a job system of some kind, move your characters around on a grid, position them for the best attack possible. And um, they made a big deal about the decision-making. What do you think yeah, about so, that? They really talked about that a lot. So this, so I, I really, really liked Octopath Traveler, but I didn't like the way the game was structured. So much so that I didn't even actually end up finishing the game. Plus, I think something else just kind of distracted me, so then I started playing that. But um, it just the, the way that it was sort of broken up into chapters, there was no co- cohesiveness between it. It was just kind of like, oh, you're playing this chapter for this character, but then you go to this character and you're playing that chapter, and then it just it was just very disorienting. I don't know. Um, so I like that this one maybe potentially seems like there's like a through line. It's just kind of like here's the characters, here's the story, and then you're making choices that. Um, uh, depending on what kind of choices you make, certain characters will join your cause, some yep. will not. Um, and you and aren't going to know, it's not going to tell you, yeah. pick this and they'll join you. Like um, that'll, that'll be shaped along the way. Yeah, and then there's an actual, like, there's like the scale up on like this altar, and then like there's certain like things that you do that will shift like sort of the aspect of like, uh, like if there was like one cutscene that they were showing where I think it was like something about a king or somebody that they're like saying, should we yeah. kidnap this king or not kidnap this? Something along the lines of that. Do you so. remember what the three things were? Like every decision you make and it plays in the I don't comes into play in the battle too, but yeah. they're clearly going really strong into this try approach, this um, the triangle approach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where not only with the strategy piece, but I'm, I'm assuming they'll have some kind of swords beat axes, beat spears, beat swords. Or something like that. Well, I think the but triangle we, thing just more plays into like the decisions that you're making outside yeah. of battle. Yeah, will then affect like how yeah, like, so a bat- can be, like a fight might be harder. You know. So you could. I think. I think it was like liberty, morality, utility, or you yeah. Something. I think utility might have been the other one. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of cool. The idea is that your decisions will essentially make you this type of leader. You're, yeah, you're yeah. utilitarian, or you're all about liberty, or whatever it is. And that means you're going to sacrifice these other things and it's gonna anyway that was all kind of interesting story-wise to me i, I like that i like the setting too and i know that you're all about that medieval fantasy setting what do you think of the combat i think there was actually it looks very i mean tactical rpgs tend to be complex i like um i liked in this one how like the el- i like the elemental stuff kind of like with genshin impact how like if you do yeah. like one element it can affect another element like yeah. it showed um it showed like setting fire to like this ice 
and then there's like water on the ground and then the the mage does lightning on the water and then it shocks everybody in that area like that actually reminded me a little bit of Suikoden 2 where without even realizing it I would sometimes do these amazing magic amazing magic combos not realizing that because I didn't really look stuff up you just kind of played and not realizing that hey by doing wind and fire and I don't know ice at the same time I created some amazing magic combo attack it reminded me of that a little bit, where there's some cool combinations you can do. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it looks interesting. There's a demo out now. I do have it downloaded. I have not played it yet. Yeah, me too. Uh, it just it just aired yesterday, so I haven't had time to to try it. But I am going to try it out. It, and I do like that Square's doing this. They've done it with Bravely Default 2. They've done it. They did it with Octopath Traveler, um, and other companies do it too, not just Square. And I like this. It's put out the demo, and then they'll ask you for a, your feedback on a survey at some point. So. It's cool. It's the demos out now if you want to try it. I'm going to fly through a couple of these really quick to get to one that I know that Derek will at least be somewhat interested in, although probably not on the Switch. Uh, Star Wars Hunters is a free-to-play game coming this year. Knockout City looks like Fortnite plus Dodgeball. It comes um, out on May 21st. Can, can just real second, uh, for, for one second, with that yeah. Knockout, do, that Dodgeball game. So that actually legitimately looked kind of fun, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, Maybe. like, well, like, if it was like a PlayStation Plus game, it'd be like, oh, I'll definitely try that. That looks kind of fun. Yeah, for like maybe. for like a day or two. I got real strong Fortnite vibes. I actually thought it was what? a Fortnite update when I saw the trailer at first. What the hell was the point of all of that stuff going out going on outside of the game? I don't know. All was, the people, all the characters that were playing yeah. it. Like it had nothing oh. to do, literally zero to do with the actual yeah. game. There was like a soldier. There's all these different characters that were playing the game, and they're like, "Oh, there's one more game." Like I don't know. If it, it felt like a World of Warcraft commercial. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then, like, and then it shifted yeah. to the game, and it's like, oh, it's a dodgeball game. Like, I don't under, I, I don't understand. I think I mean, that the the point was probably like, hey, no matter who you are or what your interests are, you'll love this game. I, that's my guess. But I don't know. Stupid Tim. So, I don't know. Uh, World's End Club is kind of this platforming adventure game. It could be good. I don't know. It depends on the platforming is fun. Um, but the the visuals do look pretty cool on World's End Club. Hades is getting a physical release on March nineteenth great game but um i already have it digitally so all right so what about this one derek are you going to get this or do you already have it on enough platforms you don't need it and that's the ninja gaiden master collection it's going to include ninja ninja gaiden sigma one and two and then ninja gaiden three are you going to get this on any platform or have you already played this yeah i'm gonna get it on pc yeah yeah it's coming to switch though it's cool yeah but (laughs) i only use my switch if i have to (laughs) that's fair that comes out on june 10th uh and hyrule warriors is getting an update and i didn't write down any notes on what that was i'm already going blank that's because it was on the screen for like five seconds but there was literally like paragraphs of information so it's i think there's like a season pass you can get because that was that was just a bad way of unveiling that 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 was just it was bad like yeah i'm sure if i had paused it and read closely i could see all the different things they're gonna add maybe characters i don't know i just didn't do that so all i know is that you can pay money to them if you want to yeah <laughs> that's well, all i yeah, know for sure pretty much yeah you can just yeah. buy if you pay twenty dollars you get a paragraph like all, <laughs> all that needed to be was like actually show like a couple of things for like even 10 seconds and then just have that be a press release later like i don't that yeah. was just it was just dumb i mean i understand so little of it i'm just gonna put a $20 bill in an envelope and mail it to Nintendo <laughs> with a little note that just says season pass, please. Yeah. I don't know what this Whatever is Whatever game. I don't know what's in it, but... I'll take it. 
Uh, they showed another trailer for Bravely Default 2. This game does look really good. Uh, it comes out next week. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Also next week is Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, which we knew about. That's also coming out next well, week. Since our listeners are going to listen this week. It actually comes out this Friday. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're right. This Thursday. And second demo, Friday. by the way, for Bravely Default 2. There's a second demo. Yeah, they have like demo. A, an updated demo, which I assume will be the ongoing demo after the game releases, if you want to try it out. Uh, Saga Frontier Remastered comes out on April 15th. Less yeah, exciting. another... Yeah, another kind of retro-style, cool-looking, but I don't know if it's good or not, game. So this looks backwards as far as, like, so the models look, like, hand-drawn, but, like, weird. And then the backgrounds are kind of, like, old and fuzzy. Like, I don't, I'm not feeling what they're doing with that one. This series has always been weird, though. Yeah. That series has always been a little strange. Um, Both visually and gameplay-wise. Yeah. Apex Legends is coming to Switch on March 9th, which we talked about last week actually already, because that, that news that announced they announced that date last week. And then that's when they brought up, and I'm sorry I keep blanking out on his name, the creator of Zelda, who's developing the, the next Breath of the yeah, Wild. I think it's Ayanuma. Or, I'm sorry, the, the director, the current director of Zelda. He um, came out and said, I know when you first saw me, you were expecting news on the Breath of the Wild sequel. Sorry to tell you. We don't have anything to share right now, but we will later this year. It's like, all right. Uh, but then that's when they announced Skyward Sword HD. And they do have two new Joy-Cons coming out that do look pretty cool with the yeah, Zelda Sword really? and Shield. Um, I've heard that they are impossible to find, even more so than PS5s and Xbox Series Sounds consoles. Right. Um, but yeah, that all drops on July 16th, the new Joy-Cons and that game. And then they did a One More Thing moment where I was like, please, Nintendo, give me something. Give me a main event. Give me a headliner. And as soon as I... This, they kind of showed a, a desert scene and then a train. Or no, it wasn't a train yet. A desert scene, and then they zoomed in on someone sitting next to some little creature. And as soon as I saw the yellow hair, I was like, Splatoon. They're doing <laughs> Splatoon. And it's Splatoon 3. So, yep. And it comes out 2022. I didn't even watch the whole trailer, because I was so upset. <laughs> That's, that's I, don't what even, I don't even know what the difference is between Splatoon 2 and Splatoon 1. Uh, uh, Splatoon is actually very popular. Um, and obviously, if yeah. you play Splatoon, you would know the differences. But, I mean, we don't play Splatoon, so... I mean, I played the first one, and I was like, sure. oh, this is cool for, like, three seconds. Dude, I'm with you. I was like, oh, it's a creative idea. This seems like a, de- like a tech demo that I would try out. But not a game that I would buy and play a lot. Like, I just... I just don't get the interest, and that's fine. Um, did Splatoon two have a campaign? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I think there was. I think there was a story yeah. mode. I think, so I think the first one had like basically a tutorial type thing. Yeah, I think so, two you could do co op through the story. I think I can't they remember. De- they definitely expanded on two, and it even had DLC, which I think had single player um, content also, like extra stuff. So yeah, yep. So that was their big announcement. So that when it was all said and done. Um, I was really annoyed because I just felt like we finally hear from Nintendo in an official capacity. And it felt like, and I do this comparison just because I talked about this a couple weeks ago, among many other things that I'm watching. I also, every once in a while, I will dabble in some WWE documentary stuff because I think it's fun to look back at some of the old wrestling stuff. And this reminds me of, I remember we bought a couple pay-per-views in high school. So my buddies and I would put our money in, we'd buy a pay-per-view and get a bunch of food and watch the big show. And I remember there being a few of those when it was over. We're like, 
we spent money on that? Like, there was no major... Like, that was awful. Yeah. Like, the, either either the major matchup featured someone who was injured, or like, there was always some kind of something. Sometimes they delivered. Like, so, certain pay-per-views were amazing, and I love them. But the, this one felt like you sign up for WrestleMania, you get all your friends together, you got the food, you're ready to watch, and match after match, there's some that are fine, some that are crap, but you're still like, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad as a nice filler match, or like a a mid-tier matchup, all right. They might be good someday. You know, it reminded me of that. And then you get to the final match, and it's like a matchup you didn't want to see. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like the women's championship. Or, or Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, right? And he, like, maybe whacks a dude a couple of times and then leaves, and everyone's like, yeah, and it's like he barely did anything. Yeah, but not even that. It's like Stone Cold comes out as the guest referee for that match. That's or what sure. it would be. Or that. It's like, yeah. awesome. That's yeah. great. Sure. So I, I was certainly disappointed uh with this direct but um it doesn't mean that there's nothing coming to switch that i will buy and probably enjoy it just means that this to me is starting to look like this year starting to look just like 2020 and that there's going to be a few surprises here and there that i enjoy and reasons to play my switch but not a ton like most of my hype is going to completely be on my pc and i recently purchased ps5 everybody update Here's my Sony news is I was finally able to get through the Best Buy checkout process and buy a PS5. So I can't nice. wait for my DualSense to start drifting. I'm really excited. <laughs> Please be excited, Tim. <laughs> so um, I'll say that I will say this. I, I and I said this to Tim through text. I didn't I don't even know if I bought anything on the Switch last year. I I haven't used my Switch in a while. Um well until Mario came out. But um, but I actually think this year so far is pretty decent. Like I I'm already gonna be playing. Well, I'm already playing Mario. I've got Bravely Default lined up for next week. So you're I actually have, gonna play that? Yeah, and then okay. Man Man or Man Hunter, um, Monster Hunter. I'm planning on buying that. I'm definitely gonna buy Zelda Skyward Sword. And then the only thing I would I would add on is. I posted a video in our group that, and I, I get that it's rumors, but I really do believe that these rumors are true. I do think Wind Waker, at least Wind Waker, but probably also um, yeah, Twilight, yeah. Twilight are both going to come over. Like, it only makes sense if they're going to take the time to announce Skyward Sword, which I understand they never released it, but they're gonna, they still had to modify the game a bit high def it, change the controls a little bit, and bring it, why would they not, especially this being Nintendo, who likes to take shortcuts, why would they not bring the Wii U versions that are already high def, already redone, and just bring them over to the Switch, which is the better selling platform? And this is the the anniversary of Zelda. It only makes sense that they're going to have some announcement later. They're just... I think spacing it out, like with Zelda Skyward Sword coming out in the summer, Breath of the Wild 2 is probably not going to make it this year. Probably might have. Oh, I'd be shocked if it comes out this year, yeah. But I doubt it's going to make it this year. I have a feeling at least one of their major fall games is going to be Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, or they're going to do... I doubt it because they're going to get six bucks each one. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, maybe they'll package them together, but I'm like, nope. No. That's Nintendo. They're not doing. Um, it. But the point is, is I really believe those games are going to come over. I wanted That'd to ask. Great. 
I wanted to ask you guys, like, th- like theories. What do you think the, the deal is with Nintendo? Like, yeah, there was the pandemic last year, but, like, as far as coming into this year and with this Direct, like, what do you think's going on? Like, if you have theories. I mean, I do think that they are... That a lot of their uh, workforce is, is um, less productive, like, significantly. I think they're just doing less work in the past year than they had in the previous years. I think they're not under the gun to force them to work as much because they are crushing it right now. I mean, they're just... Nintendo's always had plenty of money, and now, after the last three years of Switch sales, they've got even more money than they had before, which is crazy to me. I mean, their DS line helped carry them through the Wii U struggles, and even the end of the Wii life, when that was kind of petering out. So, they've always had plenty of money, and then now the Switch has just refilled whatever was drained by the Wii U. I mean, it's crazy to me. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. When if I think about it logically and really step back and look at it, it makes sense that they don't have a ton of major first-party games. They're taking their time. And I think, in a way, that's a good thing. But as a fan of theirs, and I feel like it's been since Fire Emblem, July of 2019, since I've gotten a game that I was like counting down the days till it came out, could not wait. I feel like yeah. it's been that long since they've had a game like that. So... Um, and it's probably going to be at least this fall, depending on what comes out, till that happens again, and maybe even. See, that was what I was going to say. Is I feel like this is like typical Nintendo. Like, if you look at almost every one of their consoles, because they rely so much on first party, because they're usually underpowered compared to the other consoles, they don't get as much third party support. Although we are seeing more. With a Switch, but they don't get every third-party game. They can't. No. They're they're limited, but they get a hell of a lot more than they did on the Wii U. Oh yeah. You know why? Because these third-party companies are willing to actually put in the work to make a lesser version of their original masterpiece or whatever you want to call it. I, and I wonder, so like Immortals, you make me wonder that now as you're saying that. Like, did Immortals sell better on Switch? Do you think? Than other consoles, um, I doubt it sold better, but it probably made enough profit to to give them a reason to continue to support putting. Because Ubisoft's a great example; they always support out the gate, but then they they look at how the console is selling. If the console is not selling, and they're obviously looking at the sales of their games, and they're not selling, then they move away from it. And with Nintendo or with the Switch. You're not seeing that as much. So we do have more third-party support. You're getting, to me, the same support. Well, actually, more support even from Nintendo's first support, first party. But my point is, is the reality is they can't produce seven, eight hits a year from the, just their first party. They would have to expand their first-party studios. Which they, I do, think they, they do have a lot of teams, though. They do, but I would say they would have to expand it even more. And I think Nintendo is very, very protective of first party. Like they don't like putting out anything that isn't um, high quality, amazing. Um, not just high quality, because even their games that aren't amazing are still high quality. Like stuff like Mario Party, all that stuff like where it's just fun games. They're still high quality, but they're not amazing. So for me, they, they, I just don't think they ha- this is what they normally do. It just looks worse because now we're hitting this lull 
where they're like, okay, dude, like Tim said, I, I think it actually is Fire Emblem was the last one I was, besides like re-releases and stuff that I was like excited for. Right. Um, And I ended up not even oh. playing that one that much. But, so when I think of a game, I'm like counting down the days. I'm like, oh, dude, it comes out this Wednesday. I'm so excited. And like that night, I'm willing to stay up a little later to play it as soon as it unlocks. It's been since Fire Emblem that I've done that on my Switch. I've done that on other platforms, but yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of me, a lot of people, uh, tens of millions last year did that with Animal Crossing. So that's why. True. You know. Yep. Yeah. I did make, that, I, that's the yeah. other thing. A lot of their hits, I probably like maybe a third of the stuff that they produce. The other two thirds of the stuff, I they can announce it, and I'll be like, I don't care. Or I literally hate it. Like, I get mad that Animal Crossing is, is even talked about. You get mad? <laughs> I get mad. Uh, hold on, on hold a scale on. of 1 to hold 10. On. Do you get mad or do you get fussy? I'm mad. You get fussy. <laughs> I get fussy. <laughs> you need a binky. Yeah. You need a binky right now. Oh, my but gosh. But, like, my point is, is I, I think this is normal for them is all I'm saying. Yeah, We're still no, getting games. Wrong. It's just not what we want. Like, I don't have a problem with Mario Golf, but I'm not going to talk up. That's like that's like me talking about Gears Tactics as a relevant first-party game. I'll mention it for Xbox, like, hey, it exists, JP, shut up, it exists. And it's high quality, but it's not something I would say the masses want. Nobody, nobody bought an Xbox Series X to play Gears Tactics. Did people buy an Xbox Series X and then play Gears Tactics? Yes, but my point is, is like it's not a it's not a console seller. It's not that exciting of a game. It's the same thing with Nintendo. They have a, pro- a third of what they release. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I'm into that. But the other two thirds, I'm like, nah. I mean, I would play it. I'm sure it's high quality, but I'm See, not I'm, excited. I'm with you. Like, I don't Real I don't fussy. love I don't love Animal Crossing and Smash like other people do. But that being said, those are system sellers without a doubt. They 100% sell systems. I love Smash. Um, And and Animal Crossing, I think, sold a lot of systems in 2020. I think there's no doubt about that. Not even just their decorated ones that were Animal Crossing themed. I think just in general, people wanted... And people wanted multiple Switches to play Animal Crossing together. So, Do you guys think maybe possibly also that they're shifting towards the successor to the Switch, like the Switch Pro, and that's why some of this is... This, these lulls that maybe they're going to be cross-gen games or just on those consoles or on that new kind of upgraded pro. So, one of the girls from What's Goods Gaming or whatever, she made a post um, because they were talking about the new Mario Switch, which I almost bought because I thought it was awesome looking. Um, but she was saying, somebody was asking like, hey, I don't I really want this Switch. But I don't want to buy this and then the pro come out. And she basically said, I don't remember what her like insider info was, but some of the like reasoning behind what she was saying was, don't worry about that. The pro's not coming anytime soon. Like you've got time. Like it's gonna be interesting. A year and a half, two years. Like it's not something Nintendo's gonna throw out this winter or even early next year. It just gets tricky because like with the Wii U, the Wii U is in a weird spot where like then, like, the next systems were coming out, and, and the Wii U was our, even further back, so, like, games couldn't really be ported or weren't getting ported to the Wii U, and, you know, like, they, what did they get, like, Mass Effect 3 randomly, like, 
and like Batman Arkham City or whatever it was. Like they didn't even get the other ones. It was just like, oh, this game was popular. Let's just I like think, put it on. And a lot of that was what Derek described earlier, where these companies are testing the water. Like yeah. how will the how will the console sell? And obviously very poorly. And I'm guessing that their software didn't sell super well either. Yeah. So while while the Switch is selling well, it it, it is uh, you know. These newer PS5, Xbox Series X it are newer consoles. So as time goes on, like a year or two from now, like it's going to be tricky putting some if there's any sort of cross-platform. Well, games. I think I think in the yeah. next couple of years we'll see a Switch Pro. Yeah, so. I, I think they're working on it, no doubt about that. I just don't think it's taking away from resources that they would usually use elsewhere. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen in 2021. I'd be very pleasantly surprised, but I would be very surprised if we even hear about it this year, let alone see it. Oh, yeah, because Breath of the Wild 2 is definitely going to come out on the Switch before it comes out on the Pro. I think so, too. They'll release that game before, because, again, you have to remember, while they're going to want to sell the Switch Pro or whatever it is, they already have a bunch of Switches in your hands. They want to keep supporting that and keep selling that, because that's what's making them a ton of money. Yeah, if anything, they would name it something stupid like the new Switch because they like using words like new. Switch yeah. U. <laughs> Super Switch. Super Switch would actually be pretty nice. I would buy that. Okay, yeah, anyway, um, let's talk about some games we've been playing before we wrap up for this week. Um, you guys have already mentioned Mario 3D World a little bit. Have you both been playing the, the uh, latest Wii U port to the Switch? I did. What do you think about um, it? Or it's, now, it's, what do you think about it again? Well, I mean, I think I've said it on the show before that that's one of my favorite Mario games. That actually might be my favorite Mario game. Um, and going back to it and playing it, um, like the first four or five areas, um, not four or five areas, four or five levels, um, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I really like the level design. I really like the cat suit. Um, I don't know. I find getting the stars addicting in this game, whereas in other Mario games, sometimes I'm like, I got two out of three. I'm good. Whereas this one, I'm like, where's Twitter. the third one? Yeah. So I'll actually go through the level again, like, where's the third one? Um, and some of them are hidden pretty pretty darn good. Um, but overall, I think it's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. It's it's definitely one of my favorite. I, I wouldn't say my opinions changed going back and playing it. But it's not that old of a game. I mean... What is it? Four or five years old? It's not that old. I yeah. think it came out in twenty fourteen. No, I can't remember when it came out. Someone could look that up for us. Um, I got it. Did you play the Bowser's Fury stuff yet? I've not. I only I wanted to try to get through the main campaign, but I would like to try the Bowser because that was actually. Oh. I was already going to buy the game, but once I heard about Bowser and like actually watched what it was, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So it's uh, way different. So I played the first... I'm on the World 3 in the main game, because I never played the main game. Super charming, really kind of, again, great art style means it's going to look good for several years. So it still looks really nice, uh, both on handheld and in um, on the big screen. So it looks great, and it plays great. And multiplayer is fun. We talked about that a little bit last week. Also, I did try out some of the Bowser's Fury stuff, and it is a much different approach, not just to what I experienced with 3D World, but to all Mario games. It's just new. It's a little bit more of an open area approach. Like Odyssey. Yeah, it's, it's more Odyssey-like in some ways. 
Um, there's a Bowser, this giant Bowser demon version of Bowser that pops up and starts attacking randomly. Um, got a big old health bar and stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. I think it's cool. Like, I, I'm not that far into the Bowser's Fury. I only played that for a little while. So I'm going to go back and finish all of the main 3D World game and then do Bowser's Fury. But Again, very it's... high quality, really fun. To me, this one's worth 60 bucks because you get yeah. not only the port, but you're also getting, I think, a pretty hefty chunk of content with yeah. bowser's fury and so. again it's um oh by the way november uh 2013 is when it came out the yeah, original on okay. um so i mean Wait, what is that almost almost eight years old they, yeah. they they made new content for a game that's eight years old that they're re-releasing on their newest system like that's that's a pretty unique thing so i think that's pretty cool it is and they didn't just add new areas with the existing systems like you still use the cat suit and all that stuff but they added like to me, this is probably a ton. This this was probably a lot of work getting everything from the new Bowser to all, all the different things they add in Bowser's Fury. You should try it out to see all the different stuff they add. None of this, none of this was just like copy and paste from Mario 3D World. Some of it was, but a lot of it was new. It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I like it. And Derek, you are right. Like the opening of this year isn't a complete "I'll never touch my Switch. This all sucks" type of a year. Like between Mario and um bravely bravely default and then monster hunter they're keeping us busy for the first few months which is good but i guess in my mind i was just expecting a big heavy hitter that's all um what about you dan you playing this one yet no not yet um i was thinking of grabbing it maybe um renee's birthday is uh in a few weeks so i was thinking maybe that'd be something i mean it's technically for both of us so I don't know if she would just be like, you're really buying this for both of us, aren't you? But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, she likes, you know, we like playing, you know, our games together, co-op games, so on and so forth. So. Yeah, I think it's a good one. I think it's a good yeah. co-op, too, because it doesn't, I think part of why um, a lot of people like it, too, is because it's not frustratingly challenging. It's not yeah. super easy, necessarily. Some parts are difficult. Yeah. But it is not, it doesn't overwhelm you with the challenge. And some Mario games do have a little bit of a challenge spike that comes out of nowhere. And this one, so far, doesn't really have that. So, cool. Yeah, I'm digging that one. That one's on my regular rotation at the moment. Um, since we talked, and we talked about this briefly during our Game of the Year stuff, but I thought I'd bring it up to see if you, especially you, Derek, had any updated thoughts. Because I had finished the medium and kind of gave my overall thoughts on this game. Um, I'm glad it was free on Game Pass, something I, a service I already pay for, so I'm glad I got to download it, play it, experience it, and then uninstall it. Um, it's not something I would have been super happy spending much money on. I, I don't think it's super expensive, though. Isn't this one 50 It's 50 but you could buy it for 45 when it first came out. Yeah, okay. Or just on Game Pass for free. But So my experience with it was interesting stories, some truly creepy moments. I think we talked about how Troy Baker does... The villain's voice and he's really creepy he does a good job with that i like the story uh, i like the way it wrapped up um but it also wasn't all that fun to play like i found it to be pretty dull to play the uh the quote-unquote puzzles weren't puzzles so much as they were just like we want you to run back and forth in this hallway three times to pick something up and then go put it over here and then that door will open so not super creative in that sense like i wouldn't even call it a puzzle game it was more of a walking simulator with a few moments of you know some stealth i guess you just kind of have to stay out of view of a big monster for a little bit so do you fight any monsters i thought i heard that you do fight some of them 
No, you don't really fight. There's just no. a couple of moments where you you can do a little bit of shielding, things like okay. that, that kind of destroy them. But yeah, no no fighting, no combat really to speak of. They don't seem Derek, to be you, into that. Did you finish it, Derek, or, and did you like it? No, I got three hours in and I gave up because I was just like, this isn't fun. Yeah, it's not super fun. Um, switching back and forth between the two realms does provide us some interesting... Oh, I can't access that in this realm, but in this realm, that door is open. So some of those mechanics were like, oh, that's an interesting idea. But it never really made me go, oh my gosh, that was so creative and amazing. It was like, oh, that's cool. So I just really don't understand why they couldn't... Like, they literally could have nailed a Resident Evil experience with this and had their own unique twist with the multiple oh. worlds by having maybe in real world she has an actual gun in the spiritual world she has like a spiritual gun or something oh, i was i was literally just saying because like it's the bloober team or bloober something right it's a weird yeah, name yeah, the actual team. Doing, like, um what are yeah. they layers of fear there was no combat in those games right they don't the, seem to the blair witch game too i think yeah did that have combat no like yeah they don't seem to do combat like it seems like they just kind of do more like an experience like it's you know horror experiences than yeah you know survival horror you know so but which i just, hate that which well, is fine yeah, it's just sure. that's that's what they made that's what they tried yeah. to make that's what they did make and that's just going to make some folks i think Derek and i are in that boat go oh that wasn't super fun to play so yeah but what is really fun to play is hitman 3 which is not a super <laughs> long game you can get through the missions relatively quickly if you want to i think the story wraps up in a cool way i love that you can go back and play hitman 1 and 2 depending on what platform you had those on um, within this game. And they, they do have upgraded visuals. Some of the areas are kind of tweaked and in some cases even fixed a little bit to go a little more smoothly. Um, but it's just so much awesome stuff to do in there. And they have these really fun side missions like snipers. You can be a sniper on a couple of different levels. And they have all these challenges uh, involved with, with that. They have escalation missions, which are basically brand new targets in familiar areas and it gets increasingly more difficult. Like, don't climb on any gutters or you fail. Things like that. So um, they've got all kinds of different modes and fun stuff. If you like the Hitman gameplay, which I do, I think Hitman 3 is just the um, excellent. The second level, Tim, that's a pretty cool level. <laughs> yeah, oh, did you cool. play that one? Yeah. No, well, so I really want to get it. I have the second one, but I haven't even played it yet. Got it. Um, but I'm, like, more excited to to finally get into it with this one having come out because I, I watched the uh, Easy Allies. They did the, um, the like, group stream, two-hour group stream, and they were playing oh. it. And, um, yeah, they were going through that uh, that second level there that – can I just – it's a mansion. I'll just yep. I'll just say it's a mansion. I won't yep. say anything else. But it's it's not just, like, the typical Hitman kind of formula. Right. It's, it's very cool. It's very – Although very... if you want to play it like a typical Hitman, you oh, can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can just sneak in, get the job done, and get out of there. But you can also go in there. Like the the obvious and easiest costume to get is right out of the gate at the beginning. Become yep. the private investigator. Yes. You just have to follow him into the house. He goes off alone, off in the hallway for a second. Strangle him, dump his body, put on his outfit, yep. and then boom. You are now trying to solve a legitimate murder mystery. And it's just fun. It's yeah. just really good fun. Everyone's comparing it to Knives Out. Yeah, it's got that same vibe. Yep. yep. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Some cool twist stuff at the end, story-wise too. It's the story is a little hard to follow when you just play one game at a time, but now that all three are together and you can see how it all flows, it's actually a really cool 
story. Like, yeah, Hitman games are all about creative assassinations and helping you use the environment in some wacky ways. You know, dropping the chandelier on somebody or poisoning their sushi or whatever the thing is that you're going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, push them off a balcony. So all, there's all kinds of different things you can do to kill the characters. And that part of by itself makes for a fun game. But the yeah. story is actually pretty interesting. Um, if you care about an, um, like a, world, a dark world of espionage story. Again, I like that it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like the character of 47 is very serious, but I think they know they're making kind of a cheesy spin on a James Bond style, which is funny because they're going to make yeah. James Bond. I'm very excited about that, yeah. But and then, but it's not so cheesy that it makes you cringe. It's more just like a little bit by the book, but fun. It's kind of like when you go into watching an action movie. Like you're going to watch Fast and Furious. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get straightforward car chases, crazy action, people surviving crashes they definitely shouldn't. And Hitman is kind of the same way where it's kind of like, oh, there's a twist here or whatever. Or he's he is somehow good at every job, which is, to me is just funny. Like any any costume that you put on, now you're an amazing waiter or masseuse or psychiatrist or musician or whatever it is that you're dressing up as. Yeah, You're good at that thing. And it's, I think that's it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, fun, silly. They've so. created the scenarios, but there's so many that they've created that it right. almost feels like sandboxy. That it's just like, enter the area, and then you have all these like deviating paths of how you want to approach a situation, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's super cool because then it's like, well, I want to go back and do that completely different. Like, you yeah. Know? So, yep. it definitely yeah. is very sandboxy. Everything from, yeah. you know, electrifying the lead singer of a band, you're trying to assassinate him. So you <laughs> sneak in there as a one of the tech guys and you mess with the equipment till it shuts. Mm -hmm. like, could be anything. Yeah. And um, it's very, very fun. I like it a lot. And you also can, if you want to, just bring in your your silenced pistol and kind of run and shoot your way through real quick and get out of there if you want to. Uh -huh. The shooting isn't isn't too bad. It's not the strength of the game. But. Right. All right, we'll close out with any thoughts that I think Derek, you're the only one who's played this, so I'll throw it to you. What do you think so far about Persona 5 Strikers? This, to me, was kind of a, kind of a surprise game that I think they announced and now this coming week are releasing relatively quickly. There hasn't been a lot of build-up to this game. Um, what do you think about it so far? So it actually releases Tuesday the 23rd. Like, that's the main release. Yeah. But if you bought, like, the digital deluxe, which I bought it on PC, so I got it for the same price as the regular game, but I get access to a bunch of DLC stuff, but also I get access to the game four days early. So... I did launch it on PC, um, which I guess I could share now. I did get my new PC, so I have a, the RTX 3090 PC. Um, so I can run everything at Ultra and, and hit amazing frames per second. So I put this game on, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't buy Persona on, on PC because I was like, it's going to be amazing looking. In fact, when I first booted it up, I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be such a letdown compared to what I've been playing. Uh, I'm wrong. Like, it, the the maybe it's also my OLED because you know the OLED screens are all about making the blacks look black, and Persona has a lot of black. So when I booted it up, like I was actually blown away by how good the game looks. It runs good on PC. Um, the combat is kind of like um, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I was going to say, Calamity Wars or whatever, oh. Hyrule Calamity, the, the most recent Nintendo game. So, 
Um, I'm kind of over those type of things. Like, those games never last forever for me. Like, I liked Hyrule because I was like, oh, cool, they, they, they tie it into Zelda. And they're doing the same thing with Persona. Um, you can literally do, like, special moves and stuff like that, like you're doing in their turn-based games. Um, while you're you're just obliterating a hundred gazillion enemies like over and over, but it it runs smooth, looks good. Um, the reviews I watched and I watched a few of them said that uh, it's still a pretty long game. Like you can play this game for like forty hours. It's not as long as Persona Five, but that it has a good plot. Like it feels like well, it's not a full-fledged Persona 6 sequel or something like that, it feels like it is a sequel to where Persona 5 left off. Well, I think it takes place, right. it's right after, right? Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm saying, like, as far as, like, it's not yeah, yeah. shallow, like, bullcrap right. side story. Like, they make it into a full-fledged, like, mystery type, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, what they do. Um, so that kind of, as I was playing, I was like, oh, God, this makes me want to go beat Persona 5. But again, Persona 5 just feels like I'm forever away. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually halfway through the game, but that first half took forever, so I, I know the second Is half. Is that a game that you could pick up after having been away from it for so long and go and run with, you think? I mean, it is, because I, I do it all the time. Like, I'm over 40 hours into it, and I've taken probably five or six breaks from that game. Like, I'll go away for, like, six months, and then I'll come back and play 10 hours, and then go away for six months and play 10 hours. Well, I'm actually in the fourth dungeon at the very end. Like, I have to open the last door. So I would have to look at a guide because I have no idea what I'm doing to open that last door. But... For the most part, as far as combat, characters, stuff like that, no, I can pick up on it. It's not It'll good. be interesting to see if you playing Strikers does make you go back to it for a little while. Yeah. We'll see. I just, I mean, I'm still working through Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. Although, I, without <laughs> yeah, spoiling are. it, and you guys can tell me if this is the ending y'all are talking about, well, let me see how I can say it without spoiling it. And don't elaborate. Just say, yep. You hit well, and, and you can ask after the call too on more specifics. Yeah, but I basically got to where I sit down with uh, is it Siegfried or whatever his name? Sigurd. 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 I sit down with Sigurd, and he uh, he goes over my choices in life, and let's just right. say Sigurd did not like my choices. <laughs> um, I, I figured as much. So that is where I'm at. Um, no credits rolled or anything, but I was... And I know there's more to do, but I was also like, that felt like that was the ending for that. And that was what I was doing in the game for the most part. Well, uh, we can confirm afterwards if you've hit some of the major, both modern day and England day moments. But yeah, that's that's at least towards the end, if not the end. I'm trying to remember okay. exactly what is said there. but So that's yeah. where I'm at. At least I know I'm getting there. And I felt like I was because... The last, like, area before you, you go with Sigurd, like, it is feels like story after story. It's not, yeah. hey, go take over this territory and take forever. Yeah, it's clearly moving the plot along. Yeah. Right. So, um, anyways. I did, I did, like, well, 
I don't want to spoil anything. It's such a long game. Folks are going to be still finishing this game throughout all of 2021. So I do want to be careful about spoiling it because I think there are some cool things they do with the story. Even though it's frustratingly drawn out, I get that. But I think there's some cool stuff they do. But we'll talk about those later. Um, All right, anything else that you guys want to cover, whether it's some news that I forgot or a game that you're playing before we wrap it up? No. I'm almost done with my uh, hard playthrough of uh, 7 Remake. So I'm at a... Shinra headquarters, so I'm almost there. Dang, has it um, been has it been difficult, or are you so good at it that? <laughs> so, like, it's it's not so much hard difficult as it is kind of just like purposefully frustrating difficult. So, and when you when you play through the hard difficulty, you can't use items at all, what? whether it, in combat or out of combat. So you're that does wondering. Does not sound like the best game of 2020. <laughs> Well, you don't have to play on hard, but um, so you wonder, it's like, well, how am I supposed to heal myself? So they do have some ability materia, uh, the the yellow materia, there's prey, and then there's chakra, I think it is, um, that you can use to heal yourself, which you use the ATB meters for. So you have to build those up. So you kind of have to balance making sure you're not taking a lot of damage building up those meters to be able to heal. Um, You can use your healing materia, but then you're going to run out of MP and then you don't have any items to refill your MP. Gotcha. So that's kind of the tricky balance with the uh, with the hard difficulty. So there's there's been definitely, it, mostly the boss fights have been the most uh, challenging parts. Not all of them, but some of them. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's not smooth sailing like it was just on normal difficulty. So. Okay. Yeah. Only other thing I'm playing somewhat regularly is... Uh... Still see a thieves. I'm still. Did you and Gaston play that the other day? Because he kept. Yeah, I played with like, oh, Derek and play. played with Derek and Jesse too. Here's the thing about Sea of Thieves: if if there's only one out of four people who actually want to play the game, it's just not going to be that fun. So then there's one person <laughs> trying to convince everyone that so, like, all right, are you talking about that guy right thing? there? Are you talking about Talk. him? Derek was a good enough sport to stick around for a little while. Okay. Um, yeah, but I I was complaining, and Tim's like, Tim even said he did his little passive aggressive. He's like. Wow, this is really fun when somebody's just complaining the entire time. <laughs> it really like, well, is. I'll log off in a little bit, but I, let me just remind you, Tim, this is a trash game. It's a trash game. It is definitely not a trash game. But I will, I think I will say this. Should be the, it should be our X-Bot, not me. To, uh, to be fair, it is not a great single-player game, but I'm having fun because the to- all, I missed all the bonus stuff they've been rolling out over the last couple years i think they're coming up on their third anniversary and they've rolled out tons of like uh, they're called tall tales content where basically it's these story type missions that you go through i didn't realize how good they were their voice acted you actually are trying to track down a an actual boss skeleton that's really tough to kill it's like a raid type boss but you can solo it it kind of balances it out for a solo uh, adventurer so it's not it's not impossible to play by yourself. I also took on Flameheart's ghost fleet that was surrounding an island I had to get to. And for a mission, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to start fighting these ships. I'm tired. I don't care if they sink me. I'll just be done for the night. And I was able to take them on and take them down. Because, again, they, they nerf it a little bit for solo players. Okay. So I'm on my little ship that's super nimble, only has one cannon on each side. So it was it took me a while. But that kind of stuff was a blast for me. And like there was a, a mission where you had to... Use your book and this special magical telescope to look at the constellations to guide yourself to the right island. And you have to follow these series of riddles and then map up. You have to like find the spot 
where if you hold up that telescope and you see this bird constellation, it has to land right on top of the mountain the way you're looking at it. And then that's when you know when to dig. To me, all that stuff was super creative. Uh, I found it to be very fun, but I totally get how it's like, it's not going to be for everybody. But that's the kind of, I'm, I'm still trying to find the right folks to match up with that really enjoy playing it. Um, I'm still trying to find anybody who wants to play Dead by Daylight. It literally <laughs> hasn't happened yet. I hear you, man. I just we want to murder. I just want to murder. Play our swimming in sevens, and no one wants to play with us. I hear you. I just want to well, murder. I'm playing. I'm playing another swimming in sevens, and that's World War War Z or whatever. Yeah, man, that's a great example of a swimming in sevens, where it's like, it's not an amazing game, but it certainly is fun. And if you like killing hordes of zombies, it does that for you a lot. You know, like, I wish I had somebody to play with. <laughs> Ain't gonna be play with. I played it with you once, and was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, and then Derek was like, "You know, Tim, this isn't fun when someone just keeps complaining the whole time." <laughs> uh, Actually, Derek would never say that. He's not passive aggressive like me. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. <laughs> He's just aggressive, yeah, aggressive. And aggressive. Or it's been it's been nice to uh, to chat about gaming news and recent uh, games we're playing, and not try to rank stuff. We just get to talk about it and then call and even, it. A day. Um, we didn't even talk about the games we were most anticipating. Yeah, let's get to that next week. We'll do it because I don't think. I think uh, Bravely Default is the main game coming out this week. That's the only one I probably would have listed as an honorable mention of something I'm excited about. So, yeah, let's get to most anticipated next week. But All right, that does it for us this week. We'll see you guys.